0: Welcome to Exploring the Faith Hour. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. Uh, and happy belated be 4th of July. This is the 4th of July weekend, so I hope everybody had a good weekend. And how, is, how are you guys doing here? Right. Happy belated 4th of July. Did you know that this hour is called Exploring the Faith Hour? Faith Hour? You didn't know that because I have not been saying it. I'm real slow with things. I'm retarded. You can't say retarded, right? No. Wow, all the things you can't say anymore. What you talking about? They would put my grandmother in jail if she still lived. Because <laughs> she said all those things and then some. Uh, today, I want to talk to you about what I think is a very, very interesting uh, topic. And that is, and this is the question. Are you willing to surrender the love of thought for the love of God? Are you willing to surrender the love of thought for the love of God? Isn't that a good question? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I find that most people are unwilling to surrender the love of thought. Thoughts mean everything to them, even though it gets them nowhere. I got a whole bunch of different books that people have given me over the years. And so now I've started to pick up some of those books and just glance through them to read and see what, why the people gave them to me. And sometimes I run into some very interesting books. I, for an example, I, I, read, I was reading through one yesterday that I don't have a name. I, one of these days I get the name of these books. I don't want to rush to recommend books until I can kind of finish them so I can know if it's worth it or not. But this author said about the thoughts, to quiet the mind, certain motives have to be surrendered and relinquished to God. And these are three motives that he gave, Uh, the desire to think, you have to get rid of that, the desire for the pleasure of thinking, the desire for the pleasure of thinking The comfort, and number three, the comfort of the guaranteed of the continuation of one's existence. In order to, uh, you got to get rid of all that and just turn yourself over to God. But the people love this kind of thinking and because they love it, they're unwilling to get rid of it. And if you, I guarantee you, with all that is within me, when you look at your life right now, think about the way you think about things, the way you see things, how you're constantly thinking, you, you, you fit in either all of these categories or at least one. You have a desire to think, the desire for the pleasure of thinking, the comfort of the guaranteed of the continuation of one's existence. You fit in somewhere. And I have to tell you, As long as you are locked into thinking, you're never going to have peace. You're never going to live that 100% fulfilled life that God has already restored for us through Jesus Christ. You're not going to do it as long as you're connected to thinking. I have, for the last um, month or so, I guess, I really have been focusing on how, uh, how much I've been connected to my thoughts and that I totally realized that not one of the thoughts are are, are true. It's all lies. It's all set up. It's all fears. It's all uh, 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 a feeling of past and future. There's nothing true about my thoughts. And then I wondered, is there some type of uh, entity behind thoughts? Is something driving me to think this way? Is it making me are causing me to be so involved in thought. I wanted to know what is that. I have to tell you, what got me really into paying more attention to thoughts is when we, we talked about praying without ceasing. Remember that? And um, I noticed that as I become more light into praying without ceasing, the thoughts are not happy about that for some reason. It tries all it can to prevent me from praying 24 hours a day, you know, just being aware. It tries everything it can, one thing to another. Maybe think about this incident, or that incident, or what would happen if this happened, or what you said last time. It just, it's crazy how that is. And I'm thinking, wow, that's interesting. Why don't these things leave me alone? And uh, what is going on with them? And then I notice in those moments when I am not lost in thought, nothing else exists just that moment, and right here, right now, only exists, it's only in my head. I was having a conversation with Francisco yesterday, and he would tell me this stuff that he had read, and I consciously paid attention to him speaking, and not going in and out of my head about what he was saying, whether he was right or wrong, why he was saying it, and it was like, it was unreal, it was like a different reality. You know, and, I think, and I told him at the end of his talk, I said, you know, I listened, I watched you talk, and nothing else existed but that. And it and, and looked like when nothing else exists in your mind, it seemed as though there's nothing to hold on to. It, it looked like you're not, nothing to hold on to. In, in thought, there always seemed to be something to hold on to. But out of thought, there seemed to be nothing to hold on to. <laughs> it was so nice. I want that more than anything. I want to live a life connected to that and disconnected from this crazy mindset that we have. This mindset will drive you nuts. It will make you kill yourself. And the reason I know that is because in the past, you know, before I woke up, it tried to get me two times to kill myself. I believed it and I tried to do it. You know, thank God it didn't happen. But And I've been counseling for 23 years, and every time, 99.999% of the time, over the years, that people have complained about their problems to me, it's all been an illusion. None of it has been real. It's because they believed into a lie. They're connected not with God, but with the wrong source. In the Bible, it says... uh, 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 it says that uh, no one knows where thoughts come from or where they go. No one knows where they come from or where they go, right? And so it made me realize maybe there is no entity that's driving the thought. Maybe just, you know, by, you know, me falling away by hating my father and mother, maybe I just fell into them and they started to control me, and that's just still going on because I'm so familiar with it, that voice. But it is changing. I have to tell you, when you are out of them, peace you have perfect peace, and all things are possible. You have no doubt about it. All thing, it, things are possible. And whatever you say will come to pass. Whatever you do and have no doubt will happen for you. Whatever you want to do can be done outside of those thoughts inside where the kingdom of God is. God said that greater is he that's in me than in the world. So all those who are not connected to thoughts are connected to God. And through him, all things are possible because you're connected to him. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. He is the greatest one because he owns everything, he built everything. If you're connected to him, you have the same power. You have the same authority and the same power. Because he is your father and he owns and controls everything and so share you through him. But if you live it in imagination, it's not going to happen. It'll be a struggle in life. You have fear, you have doubt, you have worry, you can't listen to the Holy Spirit guiding you. you this lady called, I mentioned just before, we started this morning. She called my show and said she lived in Oregon. She moved to Oregon. Now she regret doing it. And the reason she did it is because she listened to someone else. It wasn't what she really wanted. It was because she listened to someone else, and as I said, it's a, the worst thing you can—not the worst thing—it's bad to listen to other people. If they're not pointing the right way, pointing you back to yourself, I would leave it alone, because they're telling you what they would do. They would tell—they are telling you how they feel about a situation, and if and most people are connected to the darkness of the imagination. And they're operating out of fear. And so you are doing what they would do, and your life ends up up, screwed up. You regret that you did it after a while because you listened to a, a fearful person. And then you are afraid to make your own decision or see the right way to go. And it's crazy to live that way, but so many people live that way. Just think how many times you listened to someone else and it was bad advice for you. It was bad advice. I want to give you some examples. I got a letter. This is why, another reason, this is so serious. And yet not serious. And then I'll take you questions. So, I got a letter from a man who is, I guess he's in his, I would estimate his 50s, late 50s now. And um, he was... Uh, he has, heard me, he has heard me on the radio show, on my radio show, and you see me on TV and stuff like that. So he wrote me a letter uh, uh, looking for help. He wanted me to see if I can help him. And here is a portion of the letter. In his letter, he said, I don't belong here. No one, no one that belongs here will have this much pain for this long. It's not logical, is it? And then in the letter he said, I need to kill myself and put myself out of this. I need to kill myself and put myself out of this elfin misery. Misery. And then he said in his letter, Who hexed me and made me unable to do what needs to be done? That was just a portion of his letter, and so I gave the guy a call and, and uh, told my guy this letter, and we I talked about forgiveness first. I asked, "Well, what are you so mad about?" You know, because in unforgiveness, if you have any iota of anger, you're never ever ever going to know what I'm talking about. You're never going to know the freedom of living outside of the imagination and inside the consciousness of God. You're never going to know it. If you have one little odor of unforgiveness in your heart, and you can't fight unforgiveness, you can't fight anger, you can't control anger, you have to let it go. Either you have it or you don't have it. Otherwise, you never know what I'm talking about. Um, So I asked him, what are you angry about? I read your letter, and all I heard was anger. And um, he told me what he was angry about. You know, he's been angry since a kid, has not been able to let it go, tried to control it, but it didn't work. I told him, well, it's a spirit. You can't control it. And then we talk, I talked to him about as long as you live in your anger, you're going to listen to the darkness of thoughts. You can't believe the truth. Because anger disconnects you from the source, which is God that gives love. So as long as you have the anger, it's going to control you. And the thing about it, most Limiting thoughts is just something we are used to doing. It's like a habit. It's, it's not real. It's a habit. It's like, you know how I used to smoke marijuana? Anybody else smoke marijuana? Well, they, we got a store right down the road here. <laughs> you can get it free now. Uh, <laughs> well, we don't have a store, but there's a store right down the road. And, and I remember I had tried to get off Marijuana. This is before God caused me to forgive, right? And I wanted to get off this stuff, but I couldn't. And what would happen, by the, I would go like the whole day without doing it, and, and at 6 o'clock in the evening or 7 o'clock, that urge would just come. And the urge for marijuana didn't come, but the reality of not being anything or feeling like anybody or feeling important came. The ego would come. It would make me feel unimportant. And then I would start rambling in my head about poor me, life is wrong. I, I ain't nobody. And nobody loved me, and I don't love nobody. You know, I would start feeling that way. And then I was smoking the marijuana, and life came back. I'm like, yeah. And I feel like, fine, now, kick back, get some food, watch TV, all is well. But the next morning, reality was back. But when I forgave, when God caused me to forgive, the marijuana just vanished away. It was like it just went away because another reality started to set in. And that's the way life worked, too. When you forgive, all your old habits would just vanish. You don't have to try to get over them. After I talked to this guy maybe about 30 minutes to 40 minutes. When our conversation was over, he was an absolute free man just free, because he did not understand the connection between unforgiveness and this thought thing that we have. He didn't know that the thoughts were not real, and just out of habit we kind of went in there as kids because, you know, we become so traumatized. And that man could not stop thinking me. And he promised to do everything I need done. Oh, whatever you need, let me know, let me know, let me know. And it's so sad that you spend a lifetime unnecessarily suffering and living this lie and believing this lie and trying to control the imagination. You cannot control it at all. And it's all, what's so interesting, it's just a lie. It doesn't tell you the truth about anything. And it doesn't come up with any new ideas. It, it, it works on whatever you have already done. It'll just remind you of it and then you'll believe it and repeat it, or try not to repeat it, but repeat something else that's the same thing. It has no new information. There's no life given in it or anything. And this is not the way we should be living. And we don't have to... There's another reality right here and now, but you got to let this go. You really can live a life of being thought-free. And when you start to taste this life... You're going to see what I'm talking about. And the more you see it, the more you're going to want of it. And the more you will be willing to um, let it go. Uh, You know, the Bible says, so is the man thinking, so is he is. If you think you're no good, you ain't no good. If you think you're crazy, you're crazy. If you think you're sick and out of it, you're sick. God said all things are possible when you're connected to him. And all things mean all things. There's not one thing that is impossible when you're connected to him. Isn't that amazing? There's not one thing that's impossible. But up here, the possibilities seem impossible or tough or hard to get or whatever. You have doubt about it. You've got to let the imagination go. And you don't have to live that way. There's a voiceless voice that should be guiding us. You can let this thing go. It's just a habit. It's like overeating or drinking or whatever. And I know people take taking medication to try to control it. Big mistake. You can't control it with medication. Medication just dumb you down so that it, it, dro- it cause you to drop in consciousness to fall away from the mind of God when they give you antidepressants and all that kind of garbage. So you got to let thoughts go. How's that? How does that sound? Does it sound believable? Yes. It does, huh? It is. I'm telling you, I'm I'm like not a smart guy, but I love seeking first the kingdom of God and His right way. If God said that I'm His son and that He loved me and that all things are possible for those who believe in Him, then that must be. If He said I sent Christ to make you free, then I must be free. Where is that freedom? If he said, don't worry about anything, don't think about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, who you're going to hang out with, what big house you're going to make next, I'll provide it for you, then that must be true. Where is that? How do I get there? And once you start focusing on knowing yourself and seeking him first, then you'll see what I'm talking about. There's nothing more important than coming back to your original state of being. You know? You see the animals running around? You don't see them worried about anything. They worry about nothing, yet they're taken care of. Isn't that amazing? And we are created in his image. This thing convinced us that even as we are in his image, we still got to worry and trip out and hate one another and talk about people and all this garbage. Get rid of that mind. There's no reason at all to be thinking. The mind is a terrible thing to say. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? The, uh, there's a I know in the black, in the black colleges, there are a uh, 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 slogan they have. The mind is a terrible thing to waste. Remember that? I say the mind is a terrible thing to save. Let the mind go so you can be guided by the voice of God. And when you, well, I get into the way you let it go in a minute here. But isn't this letter was horrible, huh? And all it took was to shine some light on this for this man, and he was made to be free. And just a little light shine on this. And this guy is a Christian, according to him. He's been going to church all of his life. And he has everything. The guy told me he's wealthy. He's done well in business. But yet, he doesn't feel like anything is happening. He still feels lost. He wants to commit suicide. I need to kill myself and put myself out of this elfin misery. Anybody ever felt that way? I have. Yeah. And that's the mind convincing you of that, that you need to kill yourself. <laughs> and then when you kill yourself and you're going through the light, wherever it's turning the folks talk about it all the time, and your whole world flashes before you, and you will be like, wow, I didn't know it was that way, but it's too late now, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> uh, but interesting. Yes, ma'am. I want to go to, yeah.
1: I never myself. I always wished I was never born. Like, so, yeah, yeah.
0: Like that. And, and why did you wish that?
1: It's just like that guy said. Like, just life seemed like just miserable.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But life is not miserable. Life is great. It really, really is. Mm-hmm. But in the illusion of the imagination, it makes it seem to be miserable. You believe that, and then you go act it out. and It is over. Yeah. You had your hand I, up Yes, early. I
1: was wondering when you said you were listening to Francisco talk and you didn't have any thoughts. Um, like when he got through talking, do you remember anything he says or yes. does it oh you do? Uh
0: huh. Oh, okay. It stayed with me. Oh, okay. The important stuff that he says stayed with me. Okay. But the rest of the stuff went away.
1: So you were just like in the moment, like yes. you're just aware and yep. just
0: listening. Uh, and and what I was doing is I was observing those thoughts because don't try to control them. You cannot control them. You have to observe them. And you know how thoughts tell you? It says all kind of weird stuff. Oh, I need to remember this, or or oh, he's wrong about that. He's right about this. You know all that stuff. Just let that go so you can stay conscious. And because what it does when it's talking to you while a person is speaking to you. It really set you up to judge the person. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so you miss the point because you're busy judging. You're not in the moment listening to the truth of what's being said. But you're judging, well, well, he said that, that's wrong. Oh, yeah, he said that, that's right. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Why don't you shut up? (laughs) (laughs) I used to listen to Frank and Frank loved to talk. His folks are like that, too if you don't want to be talked to, don't go to a party at his mama's house. (laughs) They all can just talk and and loud and won't let you in. (laughs) But when I listen, I learn he said some good stuff. I got that and stayed with me. But I cannot remember what that was right now. But it's there. Yes, sir.
1: I was going to say, people that have amnesia,
0: are they better off? That's a good, good question. No. And you know why? Because I believe that people who have amnesia is in a fallen state of consciousness. I think their mind just drove them nuts. And because the mind can pile on in such a way that it will, you'll just just clock out. And I believe that that's what's going on now. I haven't been able to prove that yet. But um, I was talking to a friend of mine over the weekend, over the holiday, about my father having uh, as Alzheimer's, and he's sometimes he's mean, and then sometimes he is nice, and you can see him going in and out of meanness and niceness. Out of re, he goes in and out of remembering things and not remembering things. And, it's, and I was telling this friend of mine about that, so he was telling me that his mother is the same way. She has the same thing, and she's just mean, but you can see her going in and out of it. And he said that I believe it's a fallen state of consciousness. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense, because how come sometimes he can be aware and sometimes he, he is not? We all have a form of that when we listen to thoughts. You know how sometimes you can be real, real mean, Anybody here been mean before to someone else? Yeah, see that, everybody. And then sometimes you can be so nice, you notice that. Because you're in and out of consciousness. That's what it is. When you drop in your thought, you don't like nobody, and especially if you think that person is whatever you think about them. But when you're conscious, you love everybody all the time. All the time. And you'll correct them and all that, but you have nothing but love for them. So I think that's what happens. They're just falling in and out of that consciousness. And they've you know, they gotten old and just never were able to conquer that. And so I would not want to get old, lost in my head. It just seemed too dangerous to get old. Because at my age now, Had I not fallen into it or gotten over it early, I think I'd already be free from it. But I'm growing into freedom away from it. And kids don't have that when they're first born. When they're young, they're not in an unconscious state. They can see everything as it is and speak to the issue straight up until you pass your anger on to them and traumatize them. And then they start to fall away from consciousness because they're becoming angry. And they end up the way we are. Isn't that something? Yes. Absolutely something. Uh, I saw this hand first, and then I come to you. Oh, you you changed your mind? Okay. Over there, Rob. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
2: Yes. I want to talk about the pleasure of thought. Yes. And uh, I've been going through that lately. It's interesting that you said that. I was thinking about that this morning. How many have the
0: pleasure of thoughts at times? Isn't that amazing? Yes. But,
2: um, you know, it used to be my thoughts were primarily negative, and, you know, that was my thing. It was a negative thought world. But the more freer I become, the more interesting my life becomes, and I do more things that I didn't do before. Yeah. So, but that also provides a fresh set of new exciting experiences that my mind plays off of. Yeah. And I was just kind of noticing that last night. I was mentioning that uh, to somebody and um, they're just there. It's like a world of, of stuff and it feels really good. And it's telling you all (laughs) these cool things that are going on. But yet in certain way, I know that it's something wrong with it. You know, it's not, it's pulling me away from, from now, you know? So it's, it's like two sides of one coin. I mean, if I had my choice, I suppose I'd rather have the pleasurable thoughts. But either way, they're pulling me away from now.
0: So. They're, right. They're pulling you away from the mind of God yeah. to be your own God. That's exactly what's happening. That's why when you, uh, uh, when you win a prize and you're like, yeah, I'm a winner, baby. <laughs> it doesn't work out. You lose it right away. Because you're taking pleasure in it, you're taking credit for it, and it goes right through your hand. Somebody's waiting there. Your kids are waiting to take it. Now you think about it. I got to buy a mama a house, a daddy a house, the cat and the doll a house, and you lose your money. And everybody in the family sit and they want some of your money. And then your mind says, "How do you let? It, how do you turn them away? You got all this money. You got to give it to them, and you lose your money." But when you can have an inward. Humbling gratitude or attitude for it you hold, you, it lasts forever. It really does. you can't go into that this illusion for either pleasure or pain. You have to stay away from it and again, there's nothing you can do but just become aware of all these different things that you have, but you've got to forgive first what I know I believe for a fact what helped me to get over that when God caused me to stop hating my parents, get rid of that anger. He took it away from me, then I started to grow. I really did. I started to grow spiritually because we are a spirit. We're not the physical. We are a spirit. How many people uh, you, you desire to think, you want to be a thinker? Just one? And the rest are not going to be honest? How many uh, you find conference? Of the guaranteed of the continuation of one existence, you think that you're important and that you are yourself. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. I think I think so. Yeah. Do you, have you seen that you're nothing? Not yet. Yeah. Not yet. yet huh? it, no. You are nothing. Nothing. I still don't think so. <laughs> You are absolutely nothing. And there are a lot of great, a lot of great things. But once you can see that you are nothing, and of yourself you could do nothing, and you know nothing, you can be a free person. Yeah, but
1: I, I still think that I can do something.
0: Right. Yeah. But you can't. Yeah. Because if you could, you would have by now. You can't. Yeah. And that's why a lot of people do well in business, and they take credit for it. Because they think they did it. And that's why they can't find peace with it at all once they get it. Because they think they did it. They don't. They'll say, oh, thank you, Lord, for it. But they don't mean it. They absolutely don't mean it. It just sounds nice to the ego to say. But they don't mean it. That's why you got to pay attention to your motives in life. You have a motive. When you live in here, you have a motive behind everything that you say and do. You have a little hidden motive there and you're in denial about it because you believe up here and not with your heart. Isn't that amazing? Yes. Oh, I'm loving this. I am totally loving this. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah,
1: I, I know I still have fear because I think like I'm... I heard that God will protect you, but I I guess I just don't believe it because right. I think I'm like, I'm scared. I, I'm scared to say this because they might beat me up or, you know. Yeah. And I'm, I have my son with me, and I don't want them to do anything to him or whatever.
0: That's too bad. Yeah. What would you, right here in the brown shirt, what would you, if you were walking down the road and you ran into her, And she said, you know, are you a Christian? You're like, yeah, praise the Lord. I love Jesus. And she said, Well, I have fear. I'm afraid of speaking up. I'm afraid of this and that. You a Christian, right? I don't know. You don't know if you are? Oh, then you ain't (laughs) one. No, (laughs) okay. Uh
3: What would you maybe
0: you better go to a Christian.
3: So what? I said, maybe you better ask the Christian.
0: Uh, <laughs> well, I asked the sinner first. What would you say to that young lady if, she's, if you were walking down the road and she said she had fear? I'd tell her, have fear too. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's honesty. And then you would give it a high five <laughs> and say, praise the Lord. i tell
3: her I haven't been able to do anything about it yet either.
0: You have not? Why haven't you been able to do something about it? I don't know how. You don't know how? Mm-mm. That's good. You don't know how. Have you tried before and it didn't work? Yeah, I tried. And, and what
3: happened? It just... Uh, I don't know, it just... Still stayed there, even though on the outside, you know, I thought I, uh, you know, the things I, I, w- I was doing, I thought it was, uh, it, it appeared to be, it, it, it looked like if you saw it, it looked like I was fearless. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, that's like the illusion
0: that, uh-huh. that,
3: that I ended up with. But,
0: and that it feels just, good to think that you're that way too. Huh? I'm fearless, I can do all things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I read, when I was younger, I used to work for a hospital, and I used and I'm not putting a Christian down because I understand it, but uh, several Christians worked in my office with me, and they would come on Monday morning. I could do all things through Christ that strengthened me. Praise the Lord, brother! I'm like, go sit down, because when you look at their life, nothing was happening. Nothing to show that I can do all things through Christ would happening. Family life messed up. They were angry and out of it. Just nothing. But they were saying, I can do all things. And I know why, too. Because in the Bible, it says, you know, whatever we say, it will come to pass. That's what shall be. But you got to have the right heart for that to happen, for it to happen naturally. You must have the right spirit. And that is the spirit of God. You have to be connected with him for all things through Christ to be possible. Uh, Let me just ask this. Um, So you try, and now you don't know if it could be done, right? No, I don't know. You don't know. So have you stopped trying? Yeah. You stopped trying? What does it feel like to stop trying?
3: I don't feel it. I don't. I don't feel anything. Uh, (laughs) You don't feel anything? I don't don't know what it feels like to... I mean, I just... um, I just know that it's hopeless. I I, I don't know. You feel hopeless? To try to to do it. I mean, to try to get rid of it. I've been trying it for a long time. I mean, really, in a lot of different ways. But but um, I, I don't know, I've just reached a conclusion I don't really know. I, I don't know how to get rid of it, really. just uh,
0: What is it that you would like to get rid of? Well, I'm starting to see
3: how my thoughts are just uh, causing me a lot of. Pain, suffering—you know—but so if I could, uh, you know, learn to be objective to that, to my thoughts, I think, um, you know, I I think life will be a lot different. And why do you think that? Because it's because it's got to be because. You know, just living in in your thoughts and stuff like that, it just, you know, it's hell. <laughs> so I, I just think there's there's got to be something di- besides
0: it, besides living in your head. Um, so you just think that, you don't think that because you heard someone say it? Probably that too. I'm not sure. Yeah. I guarantee you, that that's what it is. You think that's true because you heard someone say it. And the unfortunate, I don't know if it's unfortunate, the one thing about life, thinking something is true because someone said it doesn't make it work. And it could be absolutely true, but if you think it's true because someone said it, it's not going to work for you. Because i I been in contact with a whole lot of different folks who think the truth is the truth and it's not working. It's weird how that is. And so, do you know why that is? Anybody know why that is? No? Isn't that interesting? I know people who quote the Bible like not going north because somebody else said it and they think that it's true and it's not working. It's not working. I know people who get up in the morning and, and, and uh, what they call meditation or pray until the cows come home. And they go out and say, you hate your mama, you hate your daddy, you hate your cat, you hate this, you hate that. But their lives have not changed because they heard someone else say it. And they think that it's true, but it's not working. But, and they're as nutty as a fruitcake. And to me, that's interesting to think that it's true and it doesn't work. And then they deceive themselves that they have the truth and their lives are not working because they think they heard the truth and it's not working. They're not thinking about that part. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And so you're repeating that because you have heard it. And so you are just say, well, what is in my thoughts and I know, you know, if I could be aware of my thoughts... Uh, that I can, I'll be all right. You don't know that for sure. You just believe the person who said it. But what you didn't get from it yet is revelation about it. It has not been revealed to you by God. And because it has not been revealed by God, you're not free. Because that statement is true. And I just talked about what the imagination to do to you. But the only reason I know for sure that it's true because it was revealed to me. And that revelation set me free. Not someone saying these things set me free. And that's another setup by the mind. It is true, but you don't know it just because someone said it. And I would do what you want, but if I were you, I would ask God to give me revelation about that truth. Is that true or not? I can't really see. I know they said it but I don't really see it. And most people don't know when they don't see something. They know when they hear something, but they can't tell the difference between seeing and hearing because of this thing up here. It won't let you. That's why when Frankie was talking, I was able to see what he was talking about because I wasn't lost in here about what he was talking about. It has to be revealed to you. And only God can do that. And the only thing that I am doing is pointing the way to the source who will allow you to see it. And that's God, not me. I can't make you see it. The man that went free saw what I was talking about. He said, up saying, Oh, that makes so much sense. I didn't know that. I didn't I, I didn't I didn't know it was like that. He started seeing it for himself, and that's where freedom came. That's when freedom came. It wasn't for me saying it. For my saying it. That makes sense? And so you have learned all this stuff and you convince yourself that that is right, but it's never going to work like that. You should let it go in one ear and out the other and do not hold on to it. Then you should know the truth. Uh-huh. What do you think about that? I'm just listening. Yeah. And one good thing you should do, is good that you gave up trying to change yourself. Because you're a spirit, you can't change yourself. You're not a physical. You need to give up so that God can do it for you. Only a prideful person think that they can change themselves. But what's most important is that you got to know the difference between receiving knowledge and receiving understanding, revelation. If you, and so, that makes sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. you just got the knowledge of it. That's why you've not changed. Uh huh. Anything you want to add to that? No. If you surrender yourself to what I'm telling you to, and because He loves us and He loves you, He'll make you free right away but you got to stop thinking that you already know and stop quoting that because you really don't know. You're in your own way. You've heard it, but you don't see it. The blind man said, I once was blind. Christ walked by. Whatever he did, he caused the man to see. And the man didn't say, well, he said this and he said that. He said, I don't know what happened, but this dude walked by me. He touched me or whatever he did, and I can now see. And he didn't just go around quoting where God said you need to overcome your thoughts. And I believe that if I can just get out of my head, then I'll be fine. You, you believe that, but in the wrong way. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so let me ask the lady here, what would she say to you? Because he didn't know what to tell you. So you just have to keep on walking down the road <laughs> until you run into someone else. You're a Christian, right? And so this this sinner walked by and said, you know, I have fear. (laughs) I'm afraid to speak up. I'm afraid that someone may hurt my child. If I say something, I'm afraid of this and that. What will you say?
4: Well, I'll I'll agree. What? I'll agree. I said, I'll
0: agree to that. Is the mic on? Yes,
5: the mic
0: is on. Okay. You would agree with her? Yes, because Because
4: I, I still have fear.
0: You still have fear. Yep. So you were saying, praise the Lord, child. I still got it, too. I just think it's something we all have to live with. One, one day, you can't overcome fear. You would say that?
4: No, you, you can't. But you
0: just say, praise the Lord, I have it, too? Yes. So
4: I can't advise you today.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, did you know that in him there is no fear? Yes. But in here there is fear. Right. And not there something?
4: Right, because I'm locked into here and not... Moving
0: the right direction? Or yeah. There are two primary problems with human beings today. Most of them. Not all, not all, not all. They have an unforgiving heart and a, they are driven by their this illusion of thoughts. So you have an unforgiving heart. Okay. Why don't you forgive?
4: Um, I, I, I don't have the revelation on how to,
0: so yeah. I haven't. Well, good. And you thought you did at one time?
4: Well, yes.
0: Yes. And you heard all you had to do is just forgive. All you had to do is let go of thought. You heard that before, right? Right. And And you thought you understood that, right? Right. And And you went around saying it, right? Well,
4: not saying it, but thinking it. And then then, then the first hurdle you come across,
0: you go, oh. You never said that to anyone. All you need to do is stop hating. All you need to do is, is let go of your thought. You never said that to anyone before.
4: Oh, I just say, well, if I say that, I say I heard that, but.
0: <laughs> well, good for you. <laughs> At least you will be honest with yourself.
4: Right, so I heard that, but, you know. <laughs> and then the next thing you know, you, I see myself going back to the same place
0: I was. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's kind of sad. I feel a little teary right now about that. Yeah. Because well, that's not a good place. It's not, but
4: one day I guess I'll wake up. Keep
0: praying, too. I remember I used to say to God, you know what, and I still do, if this is going to happen, you got to make this happen, buddy. Mm -hmm. I can't make anything happen. And when you give up like that, then he'll step in. When you literally stop playing God by being so egotistical about yourself and life, by being deceived that you can't do it, he, he'll step in because when I, I, had, I had not heard anyone say, well, all you need to do is come out of your head. I had not heard anyone say that, you know. I, I didn't know about forgiveness, but I didn't know how it happens. You know what I'm saying? And so I, I, I didn't think I knew beforehand, so I wasn't running around telling people stuff that I didn't even understand myself. And I'm so thankful for that. I thank God that I had not heard about this, because I may would have got locked in there too. I might have got locked in. It was revealed to me, and once revelation is revealed to you, it's yours, no doubt about it. No, and you don't go around in all this trouble and all that kind of stuff. So at least you know. Do you? What were you, you a Christian? I'm an
5: aspiring Christian. Oh, you're what? I'm an aspiring Christian. What does that mean? Well, it means that uh, one day uh, I, I, I hope to God that uh, I'm truly transformed and whereby I'm perfect in love and I'm 100% fearless.
0: Uh, so this lady, if she so she, walked through, uh, she walked through Orange County in the white community and she didn't get no help. She went to South Central. <laughs> she ain't not get no help over there. Now she's in uh, wherever you live, East L.A., East LA. <laughs> So she's walking down the road, and she said, you know what, I have fear. And what were you, what were you, you know, saying? I could
5: only tell her uh, what uh, I've uh, been through and how uh, fear is uh, is diminishing in, in me. I remember... Uh, and then she would say, I know that already. I want to know how to get... Can I get rid of this? Yes. Yes, I, I, yes You. I, I think eventually uh, it can I'll completely all go away uh, because... Uh, I remember being so pent up with anger um, and so that uh, every time I was speaking in crowds, I would shake. There's something in me, I could, the adrenaline would There's come up. There's something wrong with the mic, yeah.
0: Like going like this or something. Yeah. Yeah. I hold it directly to him for him. So sometimes you start talking, you go unconscious.
5: Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I think uh, when you uh, learn to, uh, to be distant from your thoughts and from your feelings, you can experience that, that fear, but if you don't give in to it or you just uh, stand and allow it to be, it begins to dissipate. It's somewhat, somewhat like a mist, and, and the less anger you have in your life, somehow the less fear you have in your life. So do you live a life with no fear? Not, not, no fear, <laughs> but that fear doesn't necessarily stop me. I do speak up. But when
0: she wants to get rid of her fear. Completely? Uh-huh.
5: Well, then, you know, I would uh, advise her to to continue to pray, learn how to pray uh, uh, effectively. But you don't uh,
0: know that to be true, though.
5: I I do know it to be true because uh, I've been fearless in many occasions where other people would would have fear.
0: But God wants us to live a life of no fear. Right. So maybe you should say to her, you know what, I don't really know because I have it too.
5: Yeah, I would say I, I don't know how to have no complete fear. Right. And Correct.
0: then you just go back to God and wait on Him. Right. I would tell you, you, need to get, you really need to allow God to cause you to repent, to overcome your anger, to forgive. Because when you have perfect love, you can have no fear. And so there are things in your life that you have not seen yet that, is still, uh, that will not allow you to connect, to become one with Him. And the one thing about it, you're never going to enter into this place that I'm talking about as long as you have anger. As long as you have a little bit of that because it's the nature of the devil, of evil, and good and evil will not live together. And so that's why God said before you enter into the kingdom, you must repent. So you can't enter in until all fear is gone and then you enter into this consciousness, this mind of God that I'm talking about. And so that's where the issue is. It's something that you have not either seen and overcome, you know, repented, or you won't allow yourself to see, or maybe you don't even realize you have it, that is keeping you in fear. Yes? I know, I know, um, Hold on one minute, I'm sorry.
1: I know a lot of uh, fear comes from my thoughts, but I don't know, I because I, I know you said forgive, but I don't know who I should forgive. I don't feel like I... I don't know who I'm angry at yeah. and who I should forgive.
0: Well, maybe you, because you, it's clear that you're going in and out of state of consciousness, because you can only have fear when you fall away from the mind of God. When you drop away from that by believing into the lie, then you have fear. But when you have a, a, a forgiving heart, there's nothing but love coming through you then that has no more control, so you're gonna, you won't have fear with anything. And the reason you can have, not have fear sometimes, like speaking, because you just become aware of that, you know that, and so you forget about up here, and you can just do it. And that's what happens when you have love, you forget about the mindset, and you start to be guided by love from God. And then there is no fear at any time. So I would just ask God to show me. You know, if you don't know, it's good to know. It's enough to know that you don't know. But don't go into here and it tries to make you figure it out and come up with answers and look at this and look at that. It may not be anything. You just may still believe into thoughts.
1: I think that's it. It's just like my mind. Like whenever I, you know, you guys talked about last Sunday, whenever you sit still, your thoughts are just, they won't let you alone.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how that is, yeah. They, just, they are with you with everything you do, say, and everything. It's just there. It has an opinion. As though it's your friend. It's not your friend. And we can get rid of it. We can overcome it because it's just habit. It's a habit. That's all that it is. It's not a big deal. It's a habit. It's something that we've just been doing for so long. And then we have the traders out there who make us have helped us to think that thinking is very important. They have a statue of some guy somewhere thinking like this. You see him? Who is that? The thinker. the thinker. And I bet he was just nutty as a fruitcake <laughs> doing all that thinking. And, and I remember when I first saw that statue, I thought I remember thinking, wow, I want to be a thinker. Cause he looks smart sitting there, and everybody saying he's a thinker. <laughs> But I don't want to be a thinker. I want to be a child of God with the mind of God and things revealed to me. That's what I want more than anything else on earth. That's what I want. Um, Yes, sir. Let me take Patrick first. Then I come to you.
2: I think some of the people, when I hear them speak, it sounds like they're frustrated that they're not overcoming I think that's a bigger problem than the fact that they are angry to begin with.
0: It would be frustrating to think that you have the truth and you can repeat that truth. You could quote it with your eyes closed and yet you're not free. That is frustrating. So God, if if you're God and I've heard this truth and I know this truth and my life is not changing, something is up. That would work on the ego and make you angry. And it does add to the problem.
2: But it is a stumbling block itself, though, to me, the way I see it. It
0: is. Because they think they can do it themselves, and it's not working, so they're frustrated. One quick thing. I had this conversation with Patrick yesterday on the phone, and I can tell this. I don't know what it is. It's really going to embarrass you. It's your personal business. No, I'm kidding. Um... (laughs) Uh, and Patrick said this in the meeting. That's why I, I know I can say it out loud. Uh, a while back, a while back now, he used to talk about he had a depressive personality or something like that. Isn't that right? Yes. Yeah. And I have been hearing him say that over the years, right? And finally it occurred to me that this guy needs to stop saying that because whatever you say is what it's going to be. And so I told him. I said to him one day, I said, "You know, you need to stop giving this thing a name, because when you say what you are, you become more one with that." And so he stopped saying that he had a depressive personality or disorder or whatever he said. And right away, it started to change. And I haven't heard him say that in a long time now. And so yesterday, I'm talking to him, and he was telling me about his weekend and his day. And he was like, "Wow." my life is just going so well now. And I, I got energy. I feel good about things. I, I could just, I'm finally living my life. And I told him, I said, well, you know, the moment you wake up, you can't go back again. You start to change the moment you wake up. And it was a blessing to hear that kind of testimony because I know him and I know how his, his you know, life was. And he used to say the truth all the time, too. One of those guys, just, you have hate. You hate your mama. You hate your daddy. You need to do this to do that. And his life was all screwed up, right? Isn't that right? Yes. <laughs> yes. But the one thing he said, you know, I realized now I didn't know what I was talking about. I didn't know it for myself. I only repeated it because someone else said it. And now he's starting to know for himself. It's being revealed to him. And that's why old things are passing away and new things are coming about. Isn't that good? Yes. So here's the deal. I gotta close out and I'll tell you. Um here's you gotta first you gotta admit that you have anger. And anger is not good to have, because it separates you from the man that says that you can do all things through him. You can do all things. There is not one thing in life that you cannot do once you're connected to him. But as long as you have that resentment in your heart, if you don't have love because he is love and all power is in love, and if you don't have that love, you're not going to be able to do it. So you've got to forgive. I don't care what has happened in your life, who did it to you or why they did it, whether you think it was right or wrong, you need to let it go. And of yourself, you cannot let that go. Don't try to make yourself do that. You just need to realize you do have anger and that it has separated you from God. And once you do that, he will cause you to forgive, to repent. And once he calls you to repent, then you can enter into his mindset. You know, and you'll think like him because he, you know, the energy is coming from him. And then you can finally live your life. Of love, And all things will be added unto you. And you will put him first, seeking him first. And he will cause you to grow by allowing you to see. And you will see what's really important and what's not important. You'll be able to have and have not and not worry about it. But you'll be able to love at all times. And as you're loving, you're going to love back. You can see how to give. You can see how not to give. But I'm telling you, until you let that go, you've got to repent. And don't let the mindset tell you or anyone tell you that you've got to hold on to some anger. There's no power in anger. It's an illusion. You've got to let it go, and then God will call you to, to repent. Just see that you have it. That's all. Don't try to change it yourself because it's a spirit. We are a spirit. We live in a spirit world. The world is physical, but, you know, things around us are spiritual. Everything we deal with, everybody we deal with is spiritual. It's always spiritual because we are spirits. So repent by acknowledging that you do have anger. You don't have to run around and tell anybody, but just see it for yourself, and God will do the rest, all right? But you got to let these thoughts go. It's just a habit you're accustomed to living from, and it's never going to be of any good. Thanks for tuning in. We need your donations as well. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. you.
2: For more information, to purchase a copy of this program or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's one 800 411 Bond
4: You're already home